without a doubt or question or even a suggestion cause I like you as you are I like your disposition your facial composition and with your kind permission I'll shout it to a star I like you as you are I wouldn't want to change you or even rearrange you not by far I like you I L I K E Y O U I like you yes I do I like you Y O U I like you like you as you are We like you as you are on WCBN FM Ann Arbor Now it's an archive edition of Pandora's Lunchbox from May 26, 2011, on a time when apparently there was a lot of flooding. And rubber chickens. If Pandora's Box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? I said, if Pandora's Box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. Every Thursday at 6.30 p.m., food, culture, and the interconnectedness of things, and today rubber chicken. Now, this show today is the inflatable waterproof edition of Pandora's Lunchbox live from your basement. If you're like me, you're wearing the large galoshes that are bigger than your head. You're wearing the big yellow slicker that makes you want to grab a the wheel of a boat and just start sailing through past the heater, past the washer and dryer. I know, I know. It's raining. Did you notice? Yeah. So we've had three to four inches of rain in the in a 24-hour period ending this morning, and now it's, would you believe, raining again. So this being a public affairs show, we're going to talk about connectedness between food and politics and news items and rubber chickens. But as a public service, let's let's work on our let's work with our anger here and find a way to deal with the feelings we have about the splashy water in our basements, like the one in mine. It's such a nice, soothing, splashy sound, don't you think? I think so. Now follow me if you will. Get your oars in the water and let's sail around the washer and the dryer and look, what's coming? Is it coming? They're coming, coming around the dryer. Here they come.
hurry home? Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home? Look here, the shrimp boats is a coming. There's dancing tonight. Shrimp boats is a coming. Once more they ride high out to sea. You got to hurry up, you got to leave. Herring's kosher, rubber shrimp is safe. Herring boats are coming with bagels and lox. Herring boats are coming with bagels and lox. Herring boats are coming, their shift gets a blues. Captain is a trombone, he's all a blues and shame for nose. Alle Weiber sein schön euch gepitzt, in dem Mikwe haben sie geschwitzt. Oi, Herringbeutz are coming. Oh, that's good news tonight. Herringbeutz are coming. Oh, that's good news tonight. They say love them, ja, mein Beut, Kelle Shane. Oi, die Mädler schreien im Französisch goodbye. Louisiana moon glanced and shine. Harry boats are coming with bagels and lard. Oh, the boat had geschockled. Oh, you've been decking and ungemacht. You gotta hurry, hurry, hurry up. I have a pop and a nickel and a schnapp. So, Harry boats are coming. Oh, it's Freilach Ich sage nicht gut, kein Timbeichel, mit der Schippe heu, wo und wie geht es? Heute don't catch no Mullets oder Pike oder Kap. Ein Topfen, der ist mein Herring mit Betätes. Die Herring wollt sie kommen, heute am Maseltopf, hurray. Step right up, Tante, und gib a Quetschafilet. In a paper ist wird sein gewickelt, in der Meere nicht ne, mal so pickelt. Oi, Herring wollt sie kommen, der stinken ein Badloch. Herring wollt sie kommen, mit and off they go, behind the dryer, the herring boats, that is Mickey Katz. Guess which one was the parody? Try it. Okay, that's silly. Mickey Katz, 
and herring boats, which was a parody of the shrimp boats before that. Shrimp boats by that early 50s pop diva Joe Stafford. Helping you get through your basement with a little bit of humor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. My name is Mike. It's a show about food and culture. And some news right now. This is an interesting news item on a little town in Vermont from a blog called Seven Days by a writer named Corin Hirsch. This news from Barrytown, Vermont. Earlier this month at a town meeting, Barrytown, Vermont, residents quietly threw down the gauntlet for agricultural self-determination with a new food sovereignty measure. By a vote of 673 to 200, town voters passed a measure to reject federal decrees, statutes, regulations, or corporate practices that threaten our basic human right to save, seed, grow, process, consume, and exchange food and farm products within the state of Vermont. Nearby Barrie City voted in a similar measure earlier this spring, issuing opening salvos in the battle for food system deregulation in Vermont. The growing food sovereignty movement is a pushback by farmers, environmentalists, and others against legal impingements on how they grow, purchase, and consume food. It labors under the assumption... That state and federal laws that prohibit turning raw milk into cheese, for instance, or slaughtering an animal for a neighbor, or even saving seeds that may have mingled with genetically modified crops, are sculpted more for a factory farming culture than for one based on small farms and homesteaders. Earlier this spring, the town of Sedgwick, Maine, passed the first such measure in the country, one with a more powerful language, though. Voters unanimously rejected all outside regulation of food by explicitly protecting the rights of town residents to produce, process, sell, purchase, and consume local foods of their choosing. Sedgwick residents... It's going to be hard to enforce this. Sedgwick residents can now waive liability when purchasing so-called unregulated food, such as raw milk or farm-slaughtered chickens, from their neighbors. So this is from Barrytown, Vermont, from a blog called Seven Days. I was just in Nebraska, as a matter of fact, to visit my folks. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Ed. And, you know, I, I heard a very different story. This was a very different kind of law that was trying to be passed, also about a different kind of food sovereignty, perhaps, but in a very, diff- very different way, almost a mirror image. A controversial proposal talked about here in the World Herald from the, the, the Omaha World Herald by Paul Hamill. A controversial proposal to engrave the right to hunt, fish, and trap into the Nebraska Constitution has hit a last-minute snag. The intent of the proposed amendment was to protect outdoor activities from threats posed by national animal rights groups such as the Humane Society of the United States, which has helped ban hunting of mountain lions in California and bears in New Jersey. Opponents say there is no legitimate threat to hunting and fishing rights in Nebraska, and the subject did not meet the high standard for what should be engraved in the state constitution. There's also another snag. The proposed constitutional amendment might have the unintended consequence of putting fishing above farming in the priority list for using water in Nebraska streams. State Senator Mark Christensen said there's a concern that if hunting, fishing, and trapping enjoy a constitutional right that might trump irrigation rights to withdraw water from Nebraska streams. So over the proposal, Legislative Resolution number 46 has been pulled, pulled from this year's agenda of the Nebraska legislature. It will be studied further over the summer. Two very different takes on the idea of food sovereignty. Raw milk is something we just heard about, talked about by the folks in Vermont. And 
There's raw milk, and there's kindness, and then there's milkman, and then there's Billy Bragg. you, Billy Bragg. That is The Milkman of Human Kindness from one of the greatest titled EPs of all time, Life's a Riot with Spy versus Spy. And isn't it? This is Pandora's Lunchbox, live from my basement now. We've gone through the, the pipes, through the town of Ann Arbor, and now we're in my basement. Get your oars in the water and let's... let's live let's from 2011. 2011. It'll be... It'll be beautiful. It'll be poetic. And it'll be, well, here's here's some news about rubber chickens. This is something you might want to know. Okay, rubber chickens don't come right away, but you'll understand. It, it'll make sense. Uh, there's a laugh fest that's returning to Grand Rapids next year. This is from the Associated Press. A festival of laughter in Grand Rapids raised $330,000 for a nonprofit. It did so this year, and it will return 
in 2012 for another run. Organizers say Gilda's Laugh Fest will return next March with more comedy, stage shows, and films. Folks like Bill Cosby and others, and Betty White, in fact, were part of that. The festival, sponsored by the nonprofit Gilda's Club Grand Rapids, honors the memory of comedian Gilda Radner, who died of ovarian cancer in 1989. Michigan native Gilda Radner, also former WCBNer Gilda Radner. Now, for the kickoff this year, organizers sought to break the Guinness World Record for the number of people tossing rubber chickens at one time. Volunteers tossed 925 rubber chickens. Officials said they got notice this earlier this month that the record was certified. That is just fantastic. Now, I mean, really, come on, seriously. Hold on just a second. Just a moment. At the tone, you'll be tuned to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Okay, so anyways, I was saying... The Grand Rapids Press reports that the event drew more than 55,000 people. It was a 10-day event and set a record for rubber chickens. And so rubber chickens are good. They help people. Now, here I've managed to find on the interweb a poem about a rubber chicken. This is called Five Second Ode to Steve, My Rubber Chicken by David Whalen. When I'm feeling low, that's F-E-L-L-I in apostrophe, when I'm feeling low and my spirits are sickened, when my energy sapped and bad vibes have quickened, when I need a jump start for happiness to kick in, I simply go to my happy place with Steve, my rubber chicken. <sighs> That's just beautiful. Now, we're going to take a moment to, you know, if, if chicken can be rubber, then why can't other food be rubber? What do you want for nothing, huh? Rubber biscuit? Do that again. Do 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 did you overhear of a wish sandwich? Well, it's the kind of a sandwich that you're supposed to take. Two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. Do 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 the other day, I ate a ricochet biscuit. Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <laughs> you go hungry. Do 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 the other day, I ate a cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun. Do 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 what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do 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 The 
the original authentic version of Rubber Biscuit. That is by The Chips, later performed by those archives of Americana, those experts, those professors, the Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood. But these were The Chips, and that was and Rubber Biscuit. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And now... We've been talking a little bit about rubber food, rubber biscuits and rubber chickens. You know, rubber chicken is boneless. And so you can substitute, if you want, any boneless chicken recipe you can put rubber chicken in. Let's try now. This is at about.com under the busy cooks category. This is chicken tomato and asparagus stir fry. Now, it says here, Linda Larson wrote this. Just five ingredients, not counting cornstarch, olive oil, and seasonings, make this delicious, fresh, and simple stir-fry. If asparagus is out of season, use frozen asparagus or substitute green beans or sliced green bell pepper. Serve it over hot-cooked rice. Or if you have rubber asparagus, it doesn't say here, but why not? Prep time, 10 minutes. Cook time, 12 minutes. Total time, 22 minutes. Yield, four servings. Okay, ingredients. One and a half cups of chicken broth, two tablespoons of cornstarch, a half teaspoon of salt, one-eighth teaspoon of pepper, a half a teaspoon dried thyme leaves, two tablespoons of olive oil, one and a half pounds of rubber chicken, one onion finely chopped, one bunch asparagus cut into one and a half inch lengths, unless it's rubber asparagus, in which case just throw the whole thing in, one pint of cherry tomatoes. Now, preparation. In a small bowl, combine chicken broth, cornstarch, salt, pepper, and thyme. Mix and set aside. Prepare all ingredients any way you like. Heat olive oil in large skillet or wok over medium-high heat. Add rubber chicken. Stir-fry until rubber chicken is almost cooked, about four minutes. Remove to plate. Add onion to skillet. Stir-fry until crisp-tender. Crisp tender, that is. About three to four minutes. Is that like crunchy? I don't know. Add asparagus. Stir fry for two to three minutes until bright green. If your rubber chicken is bright green, you have a problem. Stir rubber chicken broth mixture and add to skillet. Bring to a boil. Return rubber chicken to skillet. Stir fry for two to three minutes or until rubber chicken is thoroughly cooked and asparagus is crisp tender or Rubber asparagus is just kind of floppy. Add cherry tomatoes, stir-fry one minute until hot, serve over hot cooked rice. Now, speaking of cooking, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is now lowering its temperature recommendation for cooking pork to 145 degrees. That's a drop of 15 degrees and a change from the agency's long-standing guideline. This means that pork will be held to the same standard as beef, veal, and lamb. The USDA made the change after several years of research and talks with producers and food safety experts. Producers proposed the new standard in 2008, based in part on new production methods that reduced the risk of pathogens. USDA Undersecretary Elizabeth Hagen says a simple temperature for all cuts of meat should help consumers remember the recommendations. Despite the new recommendation, the USDA says ground meats must still be cooked to 160 degrees and all poultry products must be cooked to 165 degrees, which, of course, brings us back to chicken. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, again, a show about food. We have more news on the horizon right here. This is okay, actually here's some serious news now. This sounds like good news. There's it's a Michigan archive show from 2011 who are in danger of being deported, but they've avoided deportation, according to a press release from U.S. Senator Carl Levin and Congressman Sander Levin. The press release says Sterling Heights residents Violetta and Ola Casso have been granted a one-year deferment by their depo- of their deportation. The Casso family moved to the U.S. legally in 1998 after fleeing Albania, 
but they lost their bid for permanent residency because an attorney failed to properly file paperwork. Ola Casso is set to graduate Cusino High School next month, and the family had been ordered to leave the country immediately afterwards. Now, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has granted a one-year deferment. Senator Levin and Representative Levin say they will look for a solution to allow the Casos, I hope I pronounced their name correctly, the Casos to remain in the U.S. permanently. Senator Levin says Violetta and Ola are Michiganians through and through, who have contributed greatly to our community. Ola is an extremely high-achieving student who will be enrolling in University of Michigan's Honors College this fall. Violetta is a successful business owner who operates Honey Bee Bakery in Centerline, Michigan. The Cassos have great support from the community. He said, uh, Senator Levin says, My office received more than 12,000 messages in opposition to their deportation. So that is the story. Now, speaking a moment ago about rubber biscuits and about real bakeries and real biscuits that could be baked in a real bakery as opposed to rubber bakeries and rubber biscuits, there's going to be an international biscuit festival this weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee. So if you're going down there, which baker will rise to the occasion and make the tastiest biscuit? Taking the grand champion prize last year was... Fat Elvis, a peanut butter, banana, and bacon creation at the International Biscuit Festival, Knoxville, Tennessee, May 27th to the 28th. You can find out all about that at BiscuitFest.com. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're starting to wind down a little bit here, but I'd like you to know something about something that is very helped by lots of rain, which we have a lot of now, and that's growing vegetables and growing food. Selma Cafe in Ann Arbor is going to have a hoopla Selma Cafe is looking for volunteers for building 20 hoops in 20 days. It's an adventure where they're going to build hoop houses. What are hoop houses? They're greenhouses with a plastic roof wrapped over flexible piping. The interior heats up because incoming solar radiation from the sun, where else would it come from, warms plants, soil, and other things inside the building faster than heat can escape. Air warmed by the heat from hot interior surfaces is retained in the building by the roof and the wall. The Selma Cafe wants to build 20 hoop houses in 20 days beginning June 15th and finishing up on the 4th of July. And they need your help. Interested in pulling a group together to come out and help at a build? Information is at Selma Cafe. This is a show from 2011. A backstory here. According to Wikipedia, the idea of growing plants in environmentally controlled areas has existed since Roman times. The Roman Emperor Tiberius ate a cucumber-like vegetable daily. The Roman gardens, Roman gardeners used artificial methods similar to the greenhouse system of growing to have it available for his table every day of the year. Cucumbers were planted in wheeled carts, which were put in the sun every day, then taken inside to keep them warm at night. The cucumbers were stored under frames or in cucumber houses, glazed with either oiled cloth known as specularia or with sheets of selenite, according to the description by Pliny the Elder. Thank you for coming back in time with us and for sailing through the basement. Hope all goes well in your basements. I hope all goes well in my basement. It is raining. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least a while now. Coming up next, Arwolf will help us to face the music. And I think now is the time to bring Mickey Katz back. He's been hiding behind the file cabinet in the corner of the basement, just kind of sailing around from one place to the next. We heard him earlier singing a beautiful tune about herring boats. And now let us sail out into the red sails of the sunset and the mixed metaphors with this tune from Mickey Katz. Say no more. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. (laughs) 
Gemelzürigen Kureldorfen. Oh, ist eine Fallen für die Seiten. Punch went out to lunch beyond the poly gates. He walked into a vegetarian restaurant called Nate's. Tied a noise, get from flying with his horse. Call me Tyrus, he yelled out, give me a plate of bars. Listen, hey, the boss was hot, the fire fish is hot, the brand from steam. The cowboy said, what's for a clog? I want some sour cream. These guys, they shook just for the schnook, the bells gave out a clang. The cream came up from Brooklyn, whoo-ha, fuck me a gang. Hey, the cop on Jadis burst right up and bought some for his horse. He shot it into horsey with a hypo, of course. Old Dobbin gave a snort with joy, he felt the sarping flow. He dived right through the skies, a burst right into Pimlico. The horses lined up one by one just as they reached the barrier. And someone shot a pistol and they ran as a viaje. There they go, Dalton, taking the lead is Hagsalz, second is Finsternior, in third place is Flying Pisk, and coming up schnell from the rear is Happy Hinton, aber auf Ruhe ist Bostreiter, ja klar, hier sitzt Schiebe bei der Barrier, jetzt geht er a Grebs, und er läuft das wie a Zeitlohn, dort kommt er, er catch Flying Pisk, he's past Finsternior, jetzt spiter on auf Hagsalz, come on, Bostreiter, ui, daddy. The pedal left is on his way, I seen she can't be stopped. The crowds again, the sugar yelling, gay, the altish cafe. The boss, the horsey from the sky, he made the hood look silly. But the cream more often, he fell down in ice, gotta kill it. Yippee ho ho! Win place and show! The boss, riders in the sky! It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike. My name's Arwolf. Time for Face the Music. Tonight's theme, overarching and underpinning theme, is uh, music reflecting these purportedly United States. A good way to open would be uh, a song about the, the water in Michigan. An amazing state in the Union where... The water gets alternately poisoned and sold to Nestle. Go and figure this out. This record cut in 1939 by Jelly Roll Morton. It's the Michigan Water Blues. Good evening. Michigan Water tastes like sherry. Michigan water. 